rough day for July 7th, 2019. I'm Fleetwood Denofa. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Chris Ologi. And, uh, yeah, Pat is uh, running a little bit late, so he'll be joining us uh, in a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you guys like uh, uneventful weeks. Uh, and Because uh, that's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, one, one thing I do want to point out is that, uh, remember last week we talked about the, uh, PlayStation Plus games? Yeah. Yeah. So Sony decided, uh, that, uh, maybe Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 wasn't such a great choice. Uh, mm. I'm not entirely sure, like, whether they looked at feedback and went, oh, nobody wants this, or maybe Konami got all upset or something, but... Uh, yeah, so Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 has been benched uh, as, and uh, substituted with Detroit Become Human, uh, the digital deluxe edition of that, which also includes Heavy Rain. So it's mm-hmm. two games. Yeah. Heavy Rain, you get a soundtrack, uh, digital art book, and some themes. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. This, I, I don't know, have they ever... When they typically put PlayStation Plus games, they don't typically put deluxe versions up there. Mm-hmm. Not usually. Hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I started yeah. downloading it, and then I'm like, "Whoa, wait a minute! <laughs> uh, this is a big game." Yeah. Hmm. You can definitely try out Heavy Rain if you want. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I have to imagine like Konami probably saw the, the vitriol that came out after this announcement. It's like. <laughs> Uh, maybe mm-hmm. should push this for another time. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess having two games of ostensibly the same genre, both of them being sports, maybe didn't sit too well with people. I guess. Mm. I don't know. But also, mm. people complain every month if you let them. Well, yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like Sony's never bowed to people complaining before. No. Mm. Especially so close to the like. It literally, they made the swap, like, literally as it was going live. Um, yeah. So, it's like, uh, there there was probably something else going on there. Probably just, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe they saw too much microtransactions in the game and decided, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't seem like something we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, fact remains, uh, it's been swapped out, and uh, now you've got two Quantic Dream games to uh, play through. And one of them is kind of okay. I'll let you decide mm-hmm. which one that is. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, well, Heavy Rain, I mean, it's, uh, chances are you've probably played that by now. It's uh, It's been, well, uh, it came out on the PS3 and then got mm-hmm. remastered and now it's here again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. It is stressful as all hell, though. Yeah. It is like yeah, one of the I most stressful pause. games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Brandon, that scene where you are holding the gun to the dude's head, like I had to pause pause it for like a few minutes just to think it over. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I cannot make this decision in like three seconds. Uh, <laughs> I need to stop for a second here and gather myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, that game is hugely influential to the adventure game genre because... Telltale started making their games like that after that came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first attempt sucked with uh, the Jurassic Park game. Yeah. Because uh, that was made for mobile, and so like all the icons are really tiny and shit. 
Yep. So it's hard to play, doesn't run well, but then they did The Walking Dead, and that was fantastic. Yeah. So. And now it's kind of the standard of how you make modern adventure games. Yeah. Pretty much. Unless yeah. you're just specifically making stuff like the old LucasArts games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then with uh, Detroit Become Human, they kind of took that formula and expanded on it quite a bit because um, there's a lot more there than I was initially expecting when I saw those trailers and previews and mm. stuff. It was like, wait a minute, this isn't quite what I was expecting, but uh, I kind of like it. So yeah, yeah, and it's you know near future cyberpunk, so I'm all, I'm okay with that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Although the, the the way that they try to go about the Allegory is ham-fisted. Yeah, <laughs> be you, frank. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is this is where Quantic I mean, don't gets don't get me wrong. Their... The idea of using like you know androids and robots as a metaphor for that kind of thing can definitely be done and done well. Yeah, but near. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this is where Quantic tends to get a lot of their criticisms. Is that sometimes their writing is not. As good as it could be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, there you go. They're two free games, so give them a shot. And see if you like them. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be two more games to complain about next month. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, from those games, well, we've been playing some stuff. Uh, naturally, for me, it's still been Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. Um, can I point out that going through Livra Ex Machina, you know, that second part of it, once you, after you get the reflector ray... Probably one of the most irritating parts of the game. Yeah, because the way that they try to set up that whole mechanic is kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like okay, we'll just we'll give you this thing, and then let's let's make it so that the first thing you go to with using it is a place that can immediately kill you. So yeah. great. <laughs> I, I guess there's something to be said uh, for uh, get good. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. The good thing, though, is that later in the game, when you get the dimensional, uh, I guess it's called the dimensional reach or whatever, mm-hmm. basically it's a glorified teleport move. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes that whole mechanic completely obsolete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my... Yeah, I'm finding that, uh, well, that that that's probably the... From videos that I've seen, that's probably the only one part where it's really irritating like that. The rest of the the game seems to like go back to being mostly normal after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and uh, I'll have to also have to go back to the train and get Kuni Kuni because I haven't gone back and done that yet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's been Bloodstained. So how about you? Uh, Bloodstained as well for me, uh, and I beat it. Yeah. Um, I got the true ending, fought uh, Dominique, and, and then, yeah, it's Bale that you end up fighting immediately afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I actually really liked how they designed Bale, because hmm. um, it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, it, I played the, obviously, if you played the original Symphony of the Night, you remember what the true last boss was. It was Dracula's true form, mm-hmm. and then Despair, yeah. but... In this one, what happens is you end up fighting Bale, and Bale is not like a regular, like, just giant monster demon. Oh, no, he is a three-headed eldritch abomination that constantly rotates around you in a circle in, like, a continuous motion so that 
you're basically having to fight against three different heads, all of them with uh, very deadly and hard-to-avoid directional attacks, and you're always sort of slowly rotating to the right. So you're constantly having to be on the move. You're constantly having to make sh- be careful and avoid the attacks of the guys who are rotating around you. Um, and also Dominique is there. So... <laughs> Because, of course, she is. Fun, fun, fun. But I eventually beat him. And, Mm. uh, yeah. Mm. So now I got to go back. I got to go to the 8-Bit Nightmare and beat that guy, which I was very close to doing. Mm. Uh, Also got to go and fight OD, of course. And I've beaten all of the the, uh, the three uh, bosses that are locked behind their doors. So, yeah. So you don't have much left. Nope. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That, that OD fight, uh, I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pro- provided you get, well, you have 99% of the map by now, I guess. Uh, about 92. I got maybe a couple of places I need to revisit it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yep. Patrick's yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Go. Hey, Pat. Uh, yep. So Brandon just wrapped up with uh, well, what he was playing, so like, yeah. why don't you just jump in and let us know what you've been up to. Uh, I don't really have much to add. Shadowbringers. <laughs> just um, helped a, a friend get through the level 78 through 80, and so now I have an outlet for um, sort of unpacking all of the lore bombs that we've been hit with. <laughs> and you know, processing that. Um, other than that, not much else to say. I'm just, um, waiting to, um, to get started on leveling my alts. Okay. But, um, pretty simple week for me. All right. Uh, that's how I intended it when I took the week off work. <laughs> yeah. It's like all shadow bringers all the time. Yes. Mm. All right. So how about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, so we did a Super Mario Maker stream yesterday, made another level called, uh, it's a new shmup level, may, uh, it's called, what is it, uh, Super Smash Pad DX. Oh, nice. Uh, now that I have, uh, I've figured out how to use, like, an actual, uh, Bowser flying, uh, ship that has actual shots in it. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of uh, do that uh, in straight lines instead of doing it with the traditional like Mario uh, fireball arc, yeah. which uh, makes it a little bit harder, a little bit difficult. Uh, so I made this uh, level that was pretty cool. It's uh, it's a bit more challenging. It uses some stuff I learned from the uh, the story mode where you can actually attach uh, things to blocks and then destroy that with the charge shot from that uh, ship. So like initial like there's uh some chain chomps that are attached to some blocks and you shoot their block that's under them and they fall so they become less of a an issue unless you decide to just go down to where they fall to mm-hmm. uh then i started adding some like art type kind of stuff with uh some cannons that are hanging out on the top and bottom of the screen <laughs> uh but they're attached to blocks as well so you can kind of knock them out if you really want to but uh one thing i found out is if you knock the top uh, cannons off, they start facing the opposite direction hmm. because they essentially just rotate yeah. from the direction they're facing. Uh, so there's like a nightmare there if you are not careful. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I threw some uh, 
Rocky Ratchets, whatever they're called, the the dudes that pop out of the blocks yeah. and throw like a ratchet wrench at you. Yeah. Uh, I use some uh, piranha plants that can fire the the fireballs at you. Mm. Uh, then I threw in a heat-seeking bomb, uh, or no bullet bill mm. that comes out uh, as like a uh, a pretty tricky thing to kind of try to avoid. And yeah, kind of throw some more parachuting dudes that just fall down. Mm-hmm. That you kind of shoot to get out of the way or just let them fall because there's not really too much of a threat. Uh, but yeah, then I uh, get towards the end and I had an idea for an on-off switch to block Bowser shots because at a certain point you activate him and you just start shooting fire uh, mm-hmm. from his side of the screen all to- all the way towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on when he activates, that could be from like the very beginning of the stage that you're at yeah. or at the end, but... Uh, here it kind of activates when you get about 75% of the way through it. Hmm. And I was hoping this on-off switch, I could put up a series of blocks would block it. No, he just goes right through. <laughs> so it doesn't so it doesn't matter. Uh, hmm. So you kind of have to do the on-off switch and kind of try to get around them and get to the pipe that gets you to the end. Hmm. Uh, that all worked out pretty well. Um, I think the next thing I'm going to try is if you get the, uh, the Fire Flower and go into that uh, ship, it gets you a spread shot. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be something I want to try out next uh, for that. Just kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, I also made another uh, level before that stream mm-hmm. that I know Phil would like. It's uh, MXC based. <laughs> uh, it is based on wall bangers. Oh, so yeah. I was trying to figure out how to make that work. Cause I was going to have like a series of doors. You just go through uh, something that would, throw you into traps or whatever and you're going to have four in a specific area uh four and uh four opening and uh, exit doors so it doesn't really work that way so i had to kind of use uh these twisters that shoot you up to this next uh platform that you uh and then three of the there's four on each section four sections uh three of them throw you into death traps you mm. can't get out uh, so you kind of have to uh, figure out the which one's the right one and get through, which it's it doesn't like randomize or anything. So there's just one answer. Okay. Uh, so it's not too hard once you know what it is. But yeah, I also gave it like a hundred second uh, timer because it's like you need to get out of here, not just fuck around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I figure out a bunch of tools. And I was trying to put sound effects on uh, things. I have one. Uh, a couple of different exits that go into rooms where you just get set on fire. Uh, and I put in sound effect for that, but it just turns on every time it activates. Mm. So I was like, oh, we got to turn this off. It'll just play the sound effect once you get to that area, yeah. that specific little room. Uh, but that works out pretty well. Uh, you basically find the one uh, path that gets you to the door that goes to the next area. You kind of keep going through the four and get to the end. And I kind of want to now watch a bunch of MXC and just make a few <laughs> stages uh, based on each of the games that are in there. Because I think most of them will work out pretty well in Mario. Yeah. Because most of them are platforming yeah. uh, challenges, uh, which would be pretty fun. fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, let's see. Yeah. The big issue I kind of have with Super Mario Maker is it's plagued by the issue that the Switch is not... Uh, 
100% of portable or 100% of console. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the UI has to be accommodating for both. Hmm. So there's a lot of instances where I'm using on the... I was playing in handheld mode, making the MXC stage. And uh, I found just issues like, oh, I can't like just move the screen around. Hmm. Because... Potentially, you're always highlighting some item that you can uh, lay down. Hmm. So there's no like easy way to move it around outside of you physically move the Mario around. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of your weird cursor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really hard to like get a. So there's a zoomed out view, but you can only I think remove items. Use the eraser to remove items uh, in that view. Whereas I would kind of like the ability to kind of have this like zoomed out view, so I could lay out things more easily because mm-hmm. you can only view like half of the uh, if you have a horizontal level you can only view like half or maybe like a third of the the full uh, vertical width of the screen yeah. so you kind of have to keep going up and down a lot to double check things because I like putting those uh, those cannons I was putting them in uh, the same spot on both sides yeah. so it's like I had to be very specific uh, with how I was doing that but, uh, yeah, like, then just going back to controller, it's like, yeah, this feels a bit better here, but laying stuff down is a bit worse because you're having to use an analog stick yeah. uh, for that versus just swiping with the yeah. touch pad, uh, the touch screen sort of thing. So, yeah, it's – and they didn't release that stylus here at all. Nope. So uh, I might have to buy one or maybe just say screw it and not bother with that. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I do want to put some more stages up, uh, but get some good feedback on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes better uh, shmup stages, but uh, yeah, so far that's been uh, been a lot of fun. Just kind of putting some stuff out there. And uh, let's see, I played some my time at Portia, which is on Game Pass this month. Uh, I'm going to do a stream for that tonight, and that's been uh, pretty fun. Uh, the main issue I have with it is it's very much a wiki game because mm. you're getting tasked with like, oh, you need to get you know, five of this item, uh, this material, three of this, and I'm like, how the fuck do I get this? And it kind of tells you it'll say like maybe what item you need to like crafting item you need to uh, make it but it's like, okay what do, how do I need, like what do I need to make that thing? Make the this new crafting bench or whatever it is to make this thing. And it's like, okay, this needs copper blades. Like where the fuck do I get those? Oh, I need this other crafting thing to make those, to make this, to make that. Then I can do the thing I need Hmm. and that sort of stuff. And it gets a little bit complicated uh, in that way. So I'm kind of just using uh, the wiki for this to kind of have a better way of just figuring out like, okay, what's the order of things I need to make so I can be able to make whatever I need to. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, it works out pretty well once you just start getting your uh, feet wet there and start learning things. Uh, I did have some weirdness when uh, I, I ran out of inventory space. I didn't have a, a chest to put things in. Uh, I eventually figured out after all this, but so I spent the, you can spend 400, uh, the, gold to open up the next line of uh, of your inventory screen. So I spent that and I went to go into the cave the, the ancient ruins they call it uh, to get some new 
specific items that are in there. And it's like, oh, you need 80 gold to get in here. I was like, fuck, I just spent this on the inventory so I could go in and get more stuff. But I need that needed that money so I could go because you buy like passes to get in. Mm. Uh, so I had to go sell a bunch of stuff, uh, mostly just like selling my stone and wood because I get tons of that because it respawns all over the place mm. uh, every day. Um, but yeah, that game that game is pretty neat. It has a nice style to it. Uh, I basically made uh, Steve Harrington from Stranger Things in there. <laughs> uh, even the the farm, uh, no, the the workshop I'm in is called Scoops Ahoy, hmm. which is the shop that, or the the ice cream shop that he's working in in season three. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that's that's a dumb name, but that'll be fun for this. Uh, yeah, still kind of working my way into the opening parts of that to do some things. I took on a so you're kind of a, a maker. In here, so you're kind of taking on contracts from other people, like, "Hey, I need this." And you got like five days to build it. And that's where I'm like scrambling to figure out how to make uh, these specific uh, crafting stations, so I can eventually get because uh, it's like a shell necklace. Mm-hmm. I found the shells just fine because they're on the the beach, uh, but it needs specific kind of rope. And it's like, ah, oh, shit, I need like three crafting stations <laughs> to make to get this rope to turn the plant rope I have into the specific kind it needs for this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that it's a lot of that kind of like crafting kind of puzzle element to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to turn the things you have into the things that you need and figuring out the process to go from each. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of one of the games that makes you miss the uh, the lack of uh, snap the snap feature from the Xbox one. Uh, I, mean, uh, I kind of do that a lot. I had the I would have a wiki up on one on the snap and yeah, but having to move between them would yeah. be the issue of like, like for each new thing you're looking at, and you're like, okay, wait, what the fuck is this? What the hell is a skeever? What's all this stuff I need? And it's like, yeah, swap between them was the issue. Yeah. They just threw it all out because they couldn't figure out any of it. Uh, now I just have dual monitors, so I can I have my own snap essentially. <laughs> I just use Windows 10's snap mode of mm. sticking it to half the screen. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna browse all this stuff here. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a pretty decent game. I'm um, looking forward to putting some more time into it. It kind of has a lot of the Stardew Valley stuff in in it, where you can talk to people and build like relationships yeah. uh, with them, buy them stuff for to increase that. You also do like rock paper scissors with them, which is weird. I won one out of the three matches I did. Uh, like sometimes they'll just call it like, oh, I'm gonna throw a rock next. You're like they're not fucking doing that. Which one of the other two are they doing? <laughs> Uh, and so kind of playing around with that um, there's like dueling I think you can do with people I don't like with guns but with like swords mm. uh, which I don't even have a sword yet because I need, I need a new crafting station to get the yeah. sword mm. I need to upgrade it it's like now you need to go do this go to this place there's a bunch of businesses you also have to work with and yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff here to work through so hopefully I get through a decent bit, uh, bit of it so I'm pretty good to go for the stream but uh yeah it's been pretty fun and also I'm playing some more horizon chase turbo and there's some fucked up trophies for that game yeah. <laughs> there's one for getting 20 wins in a row mm. and it's like i could do that by playing like the first uh stage uh now that i've gotten a few upgrades but that's gonna be a boring ass like hour or two that just fucking do 20 in a row yep mm. 
because I was going back to some of the stuff I'd missed, some of the races I'd missed before, or I just didn't get golds in. And it's like, all right, I got like probably like ten or so. And then I went to go try uh, one of the newer ones that I just unlocked. And I got like third. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> got to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that it's going to necessarily count it if you do like five races and then quit out and come back. So I assume just probably do it all at once. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's some weird ass trophies for that game. Yeah. Especially that one for. Running out of fuel, but finishing in first. Yep. <laughs> sort of thing. It's like yeah, lying those two things that up. one in particular. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're uh, from Brazil, so, you know, they're, they're kind of hardcore there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that game's a lot of fun. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm still, still making use of that, uh, the weird vehicle that just spouts movie lines. <laughs> uh, Which is weird because I don't have that one, and I should have unlocked it at the same time as you, but I I didn't get that one. And maybe they added it later. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I forget one of the lines. There's one of the lines I instantly recognized, hmm. but I forget what it was from. Hmm. But yeah, that that was a weird thing, a weird vehicle to get, hmm. uh, especially for the the weird things it says. Yeah. Um. Just a but yeah. crappy hatchback with a ladder on the roof. <laughs> but it's really fast for some reason. Yeah, It's one of the fastest vehicles I have right now, uh, midway through the game. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that game's pretty cool. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Well, alrighty. So let's get on to the news of the week, and we don't have very much of it. <laughs> uh, what we do know is that uh, Square Enix is going to be doing a Dragon Quest IX 10th anniversary stream on Thursday. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's going to be happening there, but... It's a game that would look real good on console. It, it certainly would. Uh, and uh, I think Dragon Quest XI did well enough that it probably does warrant that. Um, so, what are the chances it's a mobile game? Mobile version. Oh, yeah. 50-50, but uh, I kind of doubt it at this point. Um, seems uh, like... Uh, I'm never going to underestimate Square Enix. People would riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Square Enix had a, had a stream to announce they're done with Final Fantasy XV DLC. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have any uh, bones to pick with uh, just disappointing people on stream. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe they announced their uh, their you know RPG subscription service. Uh, maybe a thing they could do. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. Or canceling all future Dragon Quest games. <laughs> okay, now that would cause riots. Yes. Yeah, I think Japan would <laughs> probably nuke itself at that point. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dragon Quest is massive over there, so you know. Yeah, it's basically a religion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, there is a sort of unofficial rule that they have to release the game on a weekend because otherwise... It would fuck work, with productivity. Yeah, yeah, work productivity, like, straight takes a dive. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, we'll wait and see and report back next week on what they announced. Uh, I'm going to guess it'll probably be Dragon Quest IX Remaster for mm-hmm. the PS4 and Switch. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> 3DS exclusive. Oh. <laughs> do that again. Yeah, but let's, let's not do that. I think uh, I think they've maybe learned, uh, maybe, 
Just I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I would hope. But sometimes it's hard to tell with Square Enix. It's like, hey, a Dragon Quest collection on consoles would be pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, they did, uh, what is that, Mana Collection on uh, the uh, on the Switch, so you know, mm-hmm. there's precedent there. Yeah, bring us all the ones that didn't really get traditional releases here, like yeah. the ones that only got, like, GBA or DS releases that immediately went out of stock. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they're, they're heading in that direction. I think uh, they've started to figure out that their old games are valued by people. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's a good thing. There's large piles of money you guys don't seem to want. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving on the table. It's right there. I put right. it there. Yeah. You Go can ahead. Take it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, we got to make this uh, shooter that nobody really cares about. Or the quiet from man, pe- whatever the hell that was. <laughs> well, everybody likes that game. It's for I think the tons quiet of man was sort of like their uh, attempt at doing um, whatever that last game that. Uh, Quantum, whatever their names, tried to do. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah, quantum break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that one was mostly good, but yeah. I have a feeling that 10 years from now, The Quiet Man is going to be one of those games that, that people play on YouTube just because they can. Uh, uh, but moving on, we have more news. Uh, you guys are familiar with One Punch Man? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're going to get your full anime three-on-three versus fighter. Yeah. Um, hmm. I could see that working. Retreat. The problem with that is, is that One Punch Man himself is so OP that pretty much just one punch is all he needs. Uh, well, yeah, there's, there's a reason that's the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, what kind of plot device are they going to have to create to make it so that he can fight like a regular fighter. Yeah, it's not something that lends itself well to a gaming project. Yeah, like, you know, at least with Injustice, with, you know, with Superman, they had the excuse of giving everyone those, what, a kryptonite pills or whatever. Yeah. So that they could be as strong enough to actually fight him. What's their excuse here? Don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Um... I mean, the, the full title of the game is One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows. Uh, that doesn't really tell us a whole hell of a lot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. Just, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about this one. I just know that uh, there's potential here. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it is a bit bad Namco, and I'm assuming that they got a proper developer to uh, tackle this. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh, is it? I'm trying trying to find the developer. I think it's. I don't think they mention it. Even in the article, they mention how you're going to do a fighting game where a guy uh, can basically beat you in one punch. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, yeah, oh, they're, they're, apparently this is something that they've thought of. Um, so, any details at the moment? But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's being developed by Spike Chunsoft. So interesting. Make of that what? Yeah. They also recently did Jump Force. There you go. Right. So all of a sudden, my interest in this game has kind of dipped a little bit. <laughs> so we will <laughs> wait and see, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we have some better news. Uh, so apparently Falcom is actually uh, doing uh, Trails to Zero and uh, Trails of Azure ports for the PS4. 
About freaking time. Yes. Um, so it's starting to look very much like they want all the entire Trail series on the PS4. And Good. They are going to move hell and high water to get it there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no word on release or pricing or whatever right now. It's just, hey, this is a thing that we're probably doing because it seems like the right thing to do. You well, know. considering the fact that, you know, you got, you know, Cold Steel 3 and then 4 now on the PS4, um, it would behoove them to try and bring the series up to this point all the way up there, considering how yeah. uh, plot-heavy those games are. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if uh, they actually do the cross-save uh, thing for uh, for these games. Uh, I mean, they've been doing it with the Cold Steel series, so mm-hmm. I, I'd imagine if they're going to be putting all of those ga- all of the older ones on there, it, it, since they're building them to begin with, this seems like a feature that they probably would have anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, put all of the Trails games on the PS4. At least then it's. All the games aren't, you know, fragmented across different platforms, and yeah, you know, yeah. track them all down. And, stuff. and at least they're somewhere. Yeah, because yeah, half of them are not even over here in the West, mm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm liking this uh, <laughs> this Falcom uh, approach to let's just put all of our games like everywhere. This is this seems like <laughs> a good thing. Says a lot about you know preservation because uh some of these games have never been translated <laughs> yep. Yep. So. well not um well, at retail anyway. yeah. uh in other release news we have uh metal wolf chaos xd coming august 6 uh i was wondering what had happened to this game because it kind of uh was announced at e3 last year and then it's just nobody said anything about it anymore yeah and then it's yeah, like, but finally oh, it's can out. uh <laughs> You can have a game you can be proud to play as an American. Yeah. <laughs> Made by a Japanese team. Oh, the story behind uh, this game is amazing. Uh, because it was developed by a Japanese team, uh, but it was consulted uh, by Microsoft Japan. So a mm-hmm. bunch of Americans uh, yeah. in Japan. And uh, I, I think... I seriously suspect that the uh, Microsoft Japan folks who consulted on this game were actually legitimately trolling. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> because yeah, like, yeah, and the whole story uh, of the game itself is about uh, the president uh, has to don his mech, obviously, uh, to. Uh, save the the country from his vice president has gone rogue. Yeah, in his own mech. So uh, it's a very from software game from that era. Yeah, well, I mean the mech combat uh, aspect of itself actually looks pretty solid. Uh, yeah. So that that part I'm sure is going to be pretty good. I mean they've done the armored core game, so it's not like they're strangers to that to the genre or anything. Yeah. Uh, so this will be good to to get to get a hold of and check it out. Cause, yeah, uh, it'll be twenty five bucks on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure that the uh, <laughs> the retail uh, Japanese copies of the original Xbox One will hopefully go down in price. Uh, but yeah, because uh, that's where it came out in Japan with full English voice acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and there, I'm, I'm sure you've seen that point, that point where the president is yelling, Richard. He was actually supposed to be yelling, Dick. <laughs> yeah, his but, name is Richard Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. So Dick uh, Hawk. Dick. Yeah. I think, uh, Maybe the, the 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 folks in Japan were like, "Wait a minute, no, no, we can't get we can't get away with that." Yeah, <laughs> much as we'd like to, we probably can't do that. Well, it's only coming out in Japan anyway, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the, this game is just ridiculous, completely over the top, and um, I love Devolver Digital for being Devolver Digital and putting this uh-huh. kind of stuff out. We need more of that. Uh, in other news, uh, if you're familiar with G2A, uh, remember them, we've probably argued about yeah. them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's quite a few indie devs who believe that, uh, you know, if you're not going to buy the game, uh, and you, we, we would rather that you just pirate our game instead of buying it from G2A. Yeah. That is pretty damning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, G2A had, um... Some thoughts on the matter, uh, which basically amounted to, well, we're just the marketplace and everybody else is doing this, so we should be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's just, wow. Could you, you possibly be more tone deaf and sleazy sounding than, than you already are? So, it's the whataboutism argument. It's, yeah. 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 And they they also wrote up an article on their own site, uh, basically saying like the the guy here, Mike Rose, did not respond to them about any of this. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's he like, did. no, yeah, yeah. I think he said, "Do you have written a lengthy post responded to my tweets?" So here's my response: They're lying. I did get in contact and talk to them at length. I have all the emails, so I guess I'll have to post those soon. Oh, I never mentioned chargebacks at any point. Yeah. Uh, I think, let's see, they say I have a, quote, pretty good at handling uh, the keys they don't want available on the free market. Yes, I do. That's because G2A exists. I have, I've had to stop giving out keys so freely to potential press and influencers because G2A doesn't care about mm. policing their site. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because of this pretty good handling, it means that we are far less inclined to get involved with things like, for example, Humble Bundle. As we know, all the keys will appear on G2A afterwards. And take our steam sales from that point onwards. This is the issue with G two A. Yeah, and he kind of goes on uh, showing a lot more stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have no love for G two A. I have actually bought one game from there, and uh, the experience, you know, of actually getting the game that seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent me a key. It worked. Um, it was for a Gearbox game, so. Fuck Randy Pitchford. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, but uh, then uh, they said, uh, uh, oh, hey, uh, since you have, uh, since, if you're not using your account, uh, we're going to charge you an inactivity fee. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's always a good idea. Uh, so I just that's like went, some bank shit right there. Yeah, that's some bank shit. It's like, yeah, we're going to charge you an inactivity fee for keeping your account on our server. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I uh, canceled my account, which they don't make easy to do. Uh, they bury that in the, oh, in the controls. Uh, oh, yeah. And if you happen to visit the site and you still have your login cookie, it cancels mm-hmm. the ca- the canceling. Mm. Okay. So, f- yeah. I'm surprised they don't ask you to call them. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, I don't think even they want to deal with the amount of calls that they would get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's the point. They want to discourage you from doing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just give you the number that is goes to a, a deadline, essentially. <laughs> well, something that just rings, 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 never gets answered or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That honestly does sound like something they would do, but uh, so far they haven't done that yet. I haven't been able to find any phone number on their site that does anything. Mm. So, But, uh, yeah, so fuck G2A. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to get indie games, get it from the mm-hmm. source. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's these people's livelihood folks, uh, you know, yeah. and, uh, some of these guys make some really great games, guys and gals. I can't, can't be, uh, you know, sexist here. So, yeah, uh, again, I'll cap that off with hashtag fuck G2A. Yep. Yeah, the notion of them taking out Google ads on people's uh, searches and such, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. If you're further interested, uh, Jim Starling has done a couple of videos on GTO, GTA where yeah. he just sort of rakes them over the coals. Yes. Oh, I bet he has. Oh, For all the reasons we've stated here and more. So. Yeah. He just did one last week, in fact, so mm-hmm. well worth checking out. Uh Next up, uh, Epic is in the news again. Yep. Uh, so uh, Shenmue 3, the PC version, crowdfunded game. Um, there is there is a long story behind this game, and uh, it, we won't go into it here, but suffice to say that uh, people who backed the PC version uh, on Kickstarter and then expecting to get a Steam key were not too pleased when uh, it ended up going exclusively to the Epic Game Store. Yeah, there's your deep silver. Yeah. Yep. Like an anime fan on prom night. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Can these guys do anything right? Jesus Christ. No, clearly no. No. Uh, so uh, uh, Epic has decided to uh, step in and uh, foot the bill for the refunds that deep silver won't. Um, at least something good's coming out of it. I mean, yeah, at least something. Just well, I mean, these people will get their money back, so there's that. Um, but it is a little bit disconcerting when uh, the publisher of a game uh, ends up seeming like you know the weak party in this. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah. Uh, Epic is really it's they're starting to concern me a little bit. Uh, yeah. Starting? Yeah. It's well, that I, all that Fortnite money's gone to their head. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't seem to show much signs of slowing. Uh, no. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do want some legitimate competition for Steam. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, this is starting to look a little, a little too aggressive and a little on the, the skeezy side. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, yeah, it, it makes me feel icky, just put it at that. <laughs> Not much else to say there, unless you guys have something that you want to chime in on. Yeah, right. uh, yeah screw oh. Epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yet they make a great engine, that's the problem. That so many people yeah. use. Yeah, anyway, so let's move on to uh, a DDoS hacker that attacked uh, Sony Online Entertainment uh, on Daybreak? No, oh, Daybreak. Yeah, these were the guys who, this is the guy he, like, wasn't he like asking? He got like a bunch of passwords and was like asking for a ransom or something. 
Uh, they were kind of trying to take down SOE's games back yeah. in late 2013. This wasn't. I remember uh, this one. was like a big. This was like a big uh, story. Derp yeah. trolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, series of denial of service attacks on online services for several SOE games, like along with Battle.net, League of Legends, and Dota 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, let's see. His attacks were preceded by about six months of those six months of a group calling itself Lizard Squad. So that was so oh. Lizard Squad did their thing, then dirt yeah. trolling came in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lizard Squad shit even called in like a bomb threat on a plane. Mm. Uh. So yeah, the let's see. Yeah, he's gonna get twenty seven months in prison. And I think $95,000 is fine. That is yeah. plenty of time to get Uranus gauged. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's a computer crime, so he's not going to be in the uh, you know, maximum. No, he's going to be in the... in the. It's not going to necessarily be club-fed, but mm. it's minimum security, so... So, no, no. Won't be so... I mean, they... But what's his name? The guy that was the hacker that they put away and were so afraid that if he whistled into a phone, he would... Hack NORAD. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Mitnick. Yeah, hmm. like they put him in like a maximum security at some point because they thought he was legitimately OP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm glad he's uh, getting his uh, just desserts. Um, let's yeah. Put it that way. Uh, crime doesn't pay. And, well, unless, it, unless you're the president, and then it does. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we'll wrap up with this uh, gem <laughs> from uh, uh, an upstanding Twitch streamer. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, a couple of weeks back during E3, Dr. Disrespect got himself banned from Twitch for filming in a bathroom. Yeah, which... <sighs> what the hell was he thinking? I, I, you you I... know it's a slow news week when we're talking about this pleb. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, he's back now on Twitch, and uh, he uh, made a kind of a weak apology, and then also decided that mocking Kotaku was a good idea. Uh, yeah, this. So yeah, he uh, he posted well, his apology on, that on his <laughs> his personal hmm. uh, account, uh, Guy Beam, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to read some of this apology. You tell me when you've had enough. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'd like to talk about Dr. Disrespect's Twitch ban from E3. This is my mm-hmm. first IRL stream as the doc, and it's not. if it's not obvious by now, one of the things I try to stay true with is authenticity. Mm-hmm. Real-life personas are so difficult to pull off, especially in today's society. Doc is edgy, highly opinionated, cocky, etc., and that right. certainly adds to the difficulty in staying authentic without offering or offending anyone on a deeper personal level. When we were ta- walking around filming at E3, we clearly clearly weren't thinking about the laws slash repercussions of filming in the bathroom because honestly it wasn't our mind at the time we were sort of all in with the doc live stream experience and capturing the e3 event through the character we were so into the e3 irl journey that we became a little blind in what's okay and what's not okay we had no ill intentions and i feel that was pretty obvious if you watched the entire thing we wanted to capture an adventure unfortunately we took that adventure into the wrong the wrongs areas Unaware of the legality surrounding it, on behalf of the Doctor Disrespect brand, I apologize for this. Oh my God! Uh, there's still <laughs> just, some more after I, this. I just, I just need to parse that a little bit and just actually uh, clarify on what he said. 
basically, he says, uh, yeah, I can't separate my real life from my uh, persona, and uh, I totally didn't think about the law. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm a horrible person. Yeah. I think I only got about three sentences into this when he's just talking about authenticity. <laughs> I was like, this is not a real person talking about this. Yeah. Uh, this is a brand. person who can't the- stop talking about the brand. And if you're man- and if you're managing a brand, you have to be double, <laughs> double more careful about what you do. Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, like the interesting thing is like during his, uh, let's see, during his what was it uh, ban, he was essentially posting in some people's uh, chats, uh, basically joking about bathrooms and so- stuff like that. Oh, so it's showing that he didn't really care about anything that was going on. Uh, and so when he was mocking Kotaku, I think I have the tweets here. He was basically posting, uh, let's see, first one here, he says, Hey guys, Nathan Grayson here, Hotshot reported the almighty Kotaku website. You know, I've written so many cool things in my life, but nothing compares to my coverage of the 2009 Mobile Angry Birds $100 tournament. And guess what? I won. It's like just mocking the writers that wrote the article criticizing him. <sighs> Uh, and essentially kind of setting them up to get uh, Twitter threats, people going up and harassing them. Uh, there's one right after it. Hey, guys, Jason Schreier here, editor for Kotaku. Analytics show that Kotaku is on the uprise, averaging three to, fa- three to five likes per tweet compared to one to three likes one year ago. I also wrote a book about video games. I don't want to brag, but it's a favorite here at the offices. I hate myself. And it shows a picture of his like hairline. <laughs> to which he eventually replied to this. Let me see where it's at. Uh, he says, hey, man, like I said, I'd be happy to chat anytime. Makes you feel more comfortable. I can Skype from the bathroom. For fuck's sake. God, just... You, you see, um, this is why I don't follow any Twitch personalities. No. At least people like this. I yeah. follow like, actual people I've seen outside of it. I, I follow I follow outlets. You know that I particularly yeah. care about. Uh, yeah, but I follow uh, a few people that used to work at like uh, GameSpot and other places. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know their work. They're not going to sit here and try and act like they're wrestling. Yeah, wrestling persona. Yeah. yeah, of course. There's tons of people here that are you know backing them up. Yeah, of course, because all got that a big following. Yeah. yeah. At that point, you realize that there is no person left there. There is only brand. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's somebody that is supposed to be this, uh, you know, tough, badass dude that gets so incredibly angry about people criticizing him on the internet <laughs> that he has to, like, try and shit talk them. Uh, like he has been consumed by his own creation. <laughs> and yeah. has, like, thin skin, just such thin skin for supposedly being this tough dude. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what, Which, his, uh, what his family is uh, thinking of him these days because. Uh, you know, there was one like I have seen the the stream that that he did where uh, somebody shot at his house. Uh-huh. So, well, that that one event ought to, ought to tell you something for for one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, it's it was very clear to me when that happened that whoa, okay, okay, there's an actual person there. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it seems like you know, the persona has actually taken over yeah. the person. At this point. Yeah. He's not really interested in being a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was looking at his his personal account. 
And the thing that definitely strikes me that doesn't doesn't surprise me at all is uh, the first thing he says on his uh, bios: former multiplayer level designer for Call of Duty. Oh, so that makes a lot of sense for the personality he's created. Yeah, oh. it's uh, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And and frankly, you know, I I really can't say that I would ever want to support a guy who calls himself Dr. Disrespect. Uh, Yeah. You know, um, loathing, disrespect, uh, that's the kind of stuff that just, it doesn't sit well with me uh, on any level. And Twitch just sitting in the background, not doing anything. Hmm. When this uh, guy's sitting here, well, they're counting their money, people. so you can't say they're not doing anything. Yeah, well, anything to weeks, help things. So I guess yeah. that's a thing. But yeah, uh, it's sometimes like you are essentially allowing this guy to do this. And yeah, encouraging it because it makes you money. Yeah, yeah that yeah. you want him to just attack people like the president does. Yeah, yeah. except his import, his job is not nearly as important as. What Trump is doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we're seeing like on Twitch, uh, kind of a microcosm of what we're seeing on Twitter. Uh, it's the, it's in the earlier stages uh, right now. Um, yeah. But you know, unless Twitch decides to you know get their act together, uh, it's going to go down that road too. It's it's really yep. going to turn into a cesspool of toxicity and, and hate. <laughs> yeah. Not quite and- there yet, but it's not far. Depending on the person that's streaming, it already is there. Yeah. If you're anybody of color or women Mm -hmm. or anything like that that dares to not be a perfect uh, player or whatever you're doing, you can easily get shit tons of hate if you don't have good mods trying to enforce uh, some civility. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it looks like we're going to end on uh, that bit of a downer because... yeah, this yeah. guy is. Uh, to me, he's kind of part of the part of the problem, part of the reason that we've got this toxic gaming culture right now. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, and on on the flip side, okay, a ninja has had his issues. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's not everything that he ha- has done has been you know above board. Uh, above <laughs> board. Uh, you know, he had that opportunity to step up and do something where, uh, you know, when uh, he got accused of not wanting to play with play with, play with women, uh, and chose to just punt on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. since then, uh, he's just kind of you know been chilling, sitting in the background, doing his thing, hanging with his following. But yep, uh, the more the more important thing that I have seen from him. Uh, is trying to impart a positive attitude to people, and that I gotta respect him for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and just you can the... tell he is a decent human being, and he genuinely um, appreciates what he's got. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and this like Doctor Disrespect stuff definitely shows you that the the whole trending game of the year award is very very suspect. Yeah, yes. if not, it's outright should just be considered. Uh, a death mark on a brand, yeah. Uh, a streamer brand, at least. It's like, oh shit, this is instant milkshake duck status <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> we need to be on the watch for this guy. Yeah. 
So. Which is kind of makes me glad that like Jeff Gerson didn't win that first one oh. that they had. Mm-hmm. He was out there and he was kind of just mocking the notion of winning a trending gamer yeah. award thing. Uh, it's just ridiculous, but yeah. but yeah, you got like Boogie won it, I think. Mm. Uh, I forget who else. Uh, Doctor Disrespect, Ninja, mm. Greg Miller. Yes, people have some shit to their names. <laughs> At least, like, Greg tries to do what he can. Yeah. Like, cut off Colin Moriarty. Yeah. Get rid of that boil on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking walking shit stain. Uh, all right, so I think we're going to we're gonna call it a week, I suppose. Uh, Not much of a week. <laughs> yeah, well, let's yeah, do better next week, week, game industry. Yeah, do better next week. If not, we'll have to... You know, pick a topic to talk about, and maybe maybe yeah. we can find an interview or something. We'll see. Yeah, hmm. yeah. This was kind of just a holiday week. Yeah, especially when it's kind of happening yeah. in the middle of the week. It kind of. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Stuff going on. I mean, you know, let's be honest. It's kind of the summer drought. Yeah. So. Um, you know, once September rolls around, it'll really start ramping up again. So. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, we'll we'll grin and bear it, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Uh, so remember, if you guys have not uh, subscribed to the show, you can do so on Anchor.fm. All the subscribe links are there. Uh, mm-hmm. It helps if I give you the right URL, though. Anchor.fm slash Day Zero Update. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you'll find us, and then you can click on the thingy and subscribe. So please do that. You can also send a message to us. Uh, we'd like to receive your messages. So please mm-hmm. do that, too. Uh, yeah. If you got the iOS or Android yes. app or Chrome or whatever, just uh, hit the button, record your message, and uh, then we will listen to it and uh, probably be horrified. But we'll see. Uh, because I'm, I'm sure many of you would probably want to call me out on my shit. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he's not really Canadian. Let him know that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's got that uh, fake Canadian vibe there. He's worse. He's French Canadian. Oh God! No, I'm actually Italian Canadian. Yeah, his family Sicilian. fled Mussolini. Yeah, so, so there's that. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's gonna do it. That's that's about it, or should I say, about it for the, for the week. Uh, so, for Patrick Mifflin, Chris Logie, and Brandon Perkins, I've been the questionably Canadian Filippo D'Anolfo. Who are these hosers, eh? 